You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by David Green, the OC Monster Man, Dee Dee Donahue, and Matt N. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. And thanks for joining us on the 250th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. This week, we will be discussing one film and one film alone, and it's 2018's Suspiria. Please don't make me talk about any other films except for this one, and also never have to watch it again. Um, We are joined today by our friend... Al White, we, thank you for joining we us, Al. We need more Star Wars shows on Disney+. Plus. That's all I'm here to talk about. <laughs> That's really not it. why you were invited. <laughs> There's not enough. Hey, we- <laughs> I'm in. Oh my God. Uh, hello. For those of you who may or may not remember Al, he has been on our show a few times. He is the director of Starfish and a good friend of ours, and we love it when he joins us. Thank you for coming on, Al. That's not what you say when the mic isn't going. But That's fine. just the last nice thing I'll say. But I'm just, I gotta say at least one <laughs> nice thing or I sound like a jerk, and then I can't get any guests on my show. And I watched two films for today. I went through nearly five hours of Suspiria, so I am fucking ready. Good lord. Yikes. Yeah, that was a lot. You watched this twice, no, I watched or you watched... Oh, I haven't OG. seen the original in a long time, so I wanted to oh. like properly prep okay. my brain. Sure. Oh, well, that's better. I thought you meant that you watched this twice, and I was like, that is some weird dedication. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack. You know? But, yeah. No, I did, I did not feel <laughs> that immediate. There... We'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. um, as a reminder, we do tend to spoil movies. We will spoil this one, so continue at your own risk. Um, Suspiria is streaming on Prime Video, so check that out if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. I'm going to venture and say that it's already spoiled, just in general. (laughs) It's already attempted to spoil several things. (laughs) I'm looking forward to this conversation. I'm sorry. (laughs) Am I coming on too strong? I do that I'm sometimes. I'm also excited for this conversation. I'm just looking forward to who, who gets to pronounce the director's full name. I'm looking forward to that bit. I think it's my Excellent. my job. It's Carly, today. but I can help if you need help, Carly. We can each take a syllable. I'm gonna... Okay, well, deal. I, I can I can pronounce it. Oh, well. Then it's... I know, okay, well, I'm going to try. I know a little bit you, about I'm going to try and you can tell me. <laughs> yeah, and you can tell me how, how wrong I am. And then I'll also need help with the writer's last name. Okay, I'll do my best. Uh, But before we jump into today's film, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is The Menu. It's got a November 18th release date. It's directed by Mark (laughs) Mylod. Maybe. Uh, He did episodes of Game of Thrones, Shameless, and Succession. Uh, I heard Succession's good. I haven't seen that yet. I've seen a couple. I love it. No? I have not seen it because I don't have TV. But every, other than obviously <laughs> all Star Wars, uh, but every every podcast I listen to is basically turned into a succession is amazing podcast. All right. I've seen three episodes. All right. Is it amazing? Um, so this one's written by Seth Rice and Will Tracy, uh, who also worked on a couple episodes of Succession. The IMDb summary is a young couple travel to a remote island to eat 
at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. On a scale of one to ten, are they eating people? Do you think? <laughs> Not on a scale. Well, hang on. I think it's more nefarious than that. What is scale five oh. of eating people? Is that just like? Mm, could go either okay. way. Okay. I feel yeah. like it's more creative than that. Because that's like the obvious way to go, right? Yes. But it kind of looks like they're stuck there. They're trapped there. They're going to do something bad. There's definitely going to be something weird. This isn't A24, is it? I didn't see that come up. At the, at the, I didn't see yeah, it either. I don't it think it's A24. It feels A24 as fuck. Like, Does it? Yeah. I yes. feel like it looks more exciting than any A24 movie I've seen recently. Well, okay, yeah, okay, as, but just as in it, it feels like what they're, what they're aiming for, which is my, my biggest thing with this, because I think the trailer looks great, and I like the direction of it, and I love most of the actors, and I love seeing Nicholas Hall, like, I'm really into the great, um, I don't watch TV, but I do watch the great. <gasps> yes, me too, Al, I got so excited when I saw him, because I just finished watching the great, and I'm re-watching it now with my husband, because yeah. it's amazing, and I wanted to re-watch it immediately, and he's amazing, and when I saw him, I got very excited, sorry, obsessed- I didn't mean to cut you off, I just got really excited no, about the great. He's obsessed with food in the great so like i love just watching him in the coda to this trailer just still obsessed with the food i was like this is wonderful i thought the same thing i thought you didn't watch tv and now i'm very excited that we like the that you like the great i I don't watch tv other than the tv shows that i'll say that i watch um but (laughs) my thing with this such a snob (laughs) carly al's trying to take your place as the pretentious person on the podcast welcome he also loves star wars so he can also probably do it more successfully than I. I probably bury my <laughs> facetiousness harder, though, than Carly, so it might be hard to tell. Oh, my goodness. Um, it, my, my only thing with this trailer is I love what it's shown me, but my question is, yeah, like, is this just the first act, and are there going to be two really cool, like, you know, acts of stuff that I couldn't imagine that's going to make it either interesting or sinister or whatever, or are we seeing a lot of the film, you know? Like, how much more does it have to give? It's kind of my question, but... Totally. I'm, hoping, I'm thinking a lot more. I, I like how there's obviously something bad already happening. And Peter, I'm just going to call him Peter, is like, like, ooh, what is this? Like, he's still into the food. And obviously something terrible is happening. And I love that. I, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into all of it. I don't even care. I, I don't care if it doesn't offer more. Because I'm seeing what I'm liking. I like anything to do with food. Just in general, I'm into cooking shows and like all that stuff. So I like the blending of the two. And um, it's giving me creepy, creepy vibes. I'm also getting like comedic vibes. And it's kind of my thing. I'm into it. Yeah, I was just saying to my partner yesterday because we're at the cinema and this this trailer played. And I was just like, I'm just so obviously the world. I watch a lot of cooking shows um, and I just it's oh, we have so many cooking shows, so many cooking shows and so many films about cooking. And I enjoy quite a lot of them but it just really frustrates me that there's nothing like her because she's a sorry she's a chef and so her vocation gets really represented so well in the media and explored in the media and she can take ideas from it and enjoy the commentary there's like the only films ever get made about directors are about a creative person falling to pieces (laughs) in depression basically there's never anything like constructive where you get to watch it and learn something from it so i'm just really jealous of chefs because they get great carly what's that new movie coming out about a director Oh, I don't remember. We saw it when we went to see um, Watch It. Watch, we was did. It watching? Watcher? Watcher. Watcher. I was watch it. Oh, we'll talk we about it more it. later, okay. I think. Oh. We'll save that for okay. the end. But um, in general, I liked it. 
That's what you can ask. You know, I don't remember what that that name was, but it was. It, yeah, it was a thing. There was saw. there is a movie about a director coming out. It doesn't look good, but I don't think it looks depressing. Do you think you'll learn so about directing, or are you just going to learn about how hard it is to be a creative person? I think it's making fun of directing. Yeah, it sounds about right. But <laughs> 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 sounds about right. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So, so I think we're all on the same page where this looks like something we will all watch. Out? Yeah, I'm actually really excited about it. It's uh for it's in time for Thanksgiving, yeah. uh November eighteenth. Oh, wow. That's a long lead on the trailer for these days. Oh, okay, I it know. is. There's so many we've been waiting on for months that are coming out way before this. So who knows? I know. Yeah, now we're just Sheesh. living that very weird Sheesh. era where something comes to the cinema and you go and see it, and then two days later they'll just be like, "Oh, and today it's on this streaming platform," but we're not going to tell you when or where mm-hmm. or give you any lead in. You just have to sort of find out when you wake up one day. Yeah, or you're excited for a movie to come out, and then it gets closer and closer to the movie coming out, and you're like, wait, where's the trailer? And then you're like, fuck, it's going to get shelved. And then it does. Yeah. yeah. That happens a lot, too. Yeah, it does. Your stupid industry. <laughs> Tell them to figure their shit out. Okay. Just give us email. the movies that we want. Gosh. <laughs> send an yeah, email. I'll Hollywood email. It goes everybody. out to everyone in Hollywood. <laughs> Yes, they know who I am. We're on a first name basis. You can just put yeah. Amy. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Are you guys ready to do this? I don't know. Do I need to stretch first? Well, we're stretch. doing it. You might have to. Okay. All right, guys. While Al stretches, we're going to jump in. <laughs> this might take me a it while. Works. We are going to jump in to <laughs> Suspiria from 2018. <clears throat> you mispronounced it. It's Suspiria. <laughs> there you go. That's Amy's pronunciation. And maybe many of yours. Who knows? I don't. Um, it's directed by Luca uh, Guadagnino. Oh, nice. Is that right? Um, uh, yeah. I would, put direct- less, I would put less of an emphasis on the G, you know? But yeah. I think it, yeah. it, was, it was good. The second G. The second Thank G. You. The second one, more of a yeah, like a, like a gnocchi, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Luca directed like "Call Me by Your Name." <laughs> it's gonna take forever. I'm this episode's gonna be eight hours long. Italian speaker that knows some <laughs> occasional words. This is why when I asked to come on one week, and you're like, "You talk too much. We need to do it a week where we have plenty of time." To I literally did not say that. Like you are putting words in my mouth right now. You need to chill uh, why out. Why do you think we only invited you on for one Yeah, I, I honestly, like, as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as she replies, like, we do one movie that week. It's like, okay, I get it. I'm happy. I mean, I have, okay, I have so literally, the reason, like, six I, pages. Okay, of guys, I'm going to bookmark. Get through it. I'm going to put you on hold, it. and I'm going to finish this, <laughs> and then we can get back into this probably after we speak to Suspiria. All right? Cool. Wow. Uh, this movie is written by David, oh, God, uh, Hodge. Nope. I don't know. <laughs> David Kay. <laughs> That's the best day of my uh, life. He, he also wrote The Invasion, Blood Creek, and True Story, um, based on characters by the one and only uh, Dario Argento and Daria Nicolodi. Um, the IMDb summary is, A darkness swirls at the center of a world-renowned dance company, one that will engulf the artistic director, an ambitious young dancer, and a grieving psychotherapist. Some will succumb to the nightmare. Others will finally wake up. This was my second time seeing this. I haven't watched it since I saw it in theaters. 
Um, Amy, I think you've only seen it twice. Al, what about you? Yeah, I saw it. Um, uh, I missed it. I was at Fantastic Fest when it was there and I missed it because it was like the secret uh, screening. And then I went to see it in its New York limited run before it went wide uh, with a bunch of people. And it was one of those films that everyone came out and had radically different feelings, which... Yeah, yeah, even if I hate the film, I always enjoy it. at least there's a good argument afterwards and everyone's like it feels impassioned about their opinion. Totally. This was a weird watch for me. I don't know where you saw it, Amy, but um Beyond Fest did like a sneak preview at the um Arc Lake Dome in Hollywood. And I it was actually my first time ever seeing a movie there. <laughs> and it was so the, it was so weird because the entire audience was so quiet the whole film and then there was so much conversation afterwards um i don't remember if anybody walked out i don't think anybody did i almost did um, but i was gonna say amy what was your what was your theater experience well i saw it i sat in the back row at a movie theater in san diego and i think i went during the day or the afternoon by myself um and I sat like I said in the back row and I think I looked at my phone which I never do um obviously in a movie theater because that's rude yeah Um, but I literally looked at my phone like three or four times during the movie which again I never do but that's how like boring I was bored at bored I was and also Mm -hmm. like at one point I just almost walked out um which I've literally only done one other time in my life in a movie. Um, so that was that was my first watching of it. I did watch the whole thing, I will say. Um, I don't know that that was the right decision, but it is what I did at the time. Can I ask, okay, so just to get some background then, um, like how do you feel, Amy, about you know the original Superior and this director's previous films, if you've seen any of them? I haven't seen, I don't think, any of this director's previous films. Um, I love the original Suspiria a lot. It's one of my all-time faves. Are you an Argento fan overall, or is Suspiria like, that's just a highlight for you? I'm an Argento fan, yeah. Yeah. And you didn't even see Call Me By Your Name, the the Oscar film from the year before this. You know, it sounds familiar, but I don't know that I've seen it. Okay. It's the the one with... um timothy chalamet Mm -hmm. that like kind of brought him into the eye and i think army hammer is in it right it's very very um yeah i never saw it either what is it about it's i mean it's a very very it's like the films i kind of grew up with only it was hard because at the time everyone i knew loved it and i really loved it but i was kind of frustrated because like yeah there are a million films like this this is nothing new it's just italian or french cinema but in English, so it's accessible to America. Right. Um, but it's just people hanging out in beautiful places in Italy. Um, it's like a sexual awakening. It's got a lot of... I mean, it's dealing with very small things. So I don't want to... If, if anyone does watch it who's a listener, I don't want to spoil those small things. But it deals with them just in a very beautiful, honest, humanistic ways. And it's all about very real, tiny details. Uh, there's absolutely nothing that he's ever done before that would that would make you think he was suitable to do a horror film, for sure. Uh but I don't know if you're sure. going to talk about like how this movie got made or not. But like he he literally bought the rights to remake this, so that this movie happened because of him. Um, yeah. All right. I wish wasn't... he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
wasn't someone else supposed to direct yeah this? so in uh, in 2007 Ojana sold the rights um to this um luca bought them immediately he wasn't like he was doing fairly well in italy at that point and he was going to be a producer on the project he wasn't going to direct it mm-hmm. um and he his friend yeah. was david gordon green who uh did obviously yes. halloween oh. but at that point was doing goofy comedies um, and he stalled the project because it was a passion project of David's as well, but he stalled the project to do Your Highness. <laughs> uh, oh my God, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and during that period of time, uh, a bunch of things happened because he had actually cast Natalie Portman in the lead and then she went off with yeah. Aronofsky and made Black Swan, which is essentially Suspiria through a different lens. Um, and then um, the whole like if you talk like David Gordon Green's like interviews now he blames the um, the what do you call it was it actually him how is Black Swan like Suspiria I'm oh, it's sorry very, what like, Suspiria. it's a psychological like movie with ballet dancers in it no you witches think, but still wait, ballet wait, you think Suspiria is a psychological movie this one is yeah no, I'm talking about the uh, the actual oh, the original. I mean, the original one's obviously more of like, it's a supernatural slasher, but there are psychological elements to it. Mm. Like the stuff that he's talking about in here is rooted in stuff Argeno was talking about, but Argeno just wasn't interested in it. This is like the inverse to that. This is like, this Luke is not direct, a lot interested in the horror or the supernatural. He's only interested in the subtext. And for me, they're like two pendulum, like opposites pendulum swings of the same conversation. But. Mm. I like that instead of <laughs> utilizing Natalie Portman in Suspiria, he <laughs> David Gordon Green utilized her in Your Highness instead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Similar to me. projects. It's weird. Weird. Uh, yeah. yeah exactly. no, sorry. So he blamed the found footage boom when they eventually went to make this film. Black Swan had already come out. The found footage boom was happening, and no one was funding funding Suspiria. Um, so then it took a while and then only when Luca had the power after Call Me By Your Name, he could then get this made. Uh, in my opinion, even though he'd been sitting on this project for a long time, it, it, way too quick. Like this is a year later than his Oscar winning movie comes out and he's already made this two and a half hour film. Uh, oh, wow. Can we just talk about the length of the film first? Because this movie has no fucking business being two hours and 40 minutes long that's what i said literally zero business <laughs> being that long there's characters that do we need them no not at all really um i i i, I just don't understand like i get i get what you're saying al i i get the whole like you know, let's take the very opposite of the purpose of Suspiria and then make this movie. But like, who the fuck wants this? I'm sorry. Like, let's take all the best parts of Suspiria and then put that away and then take out all the other parts that or add these other parts that are. <laughs> I just I don't understand what we're trying to do here. Like, I, I get it in like a general sense but like what is the goal what is the goal of this film the goal here like uh and i'm gonna sound like a real i'm not playing my cards whether i like this movie or not i'm gonna like say that more <laughs> a bit later but i'm just enjoying this conversation so much i'm gonna <laughs> just keep going down the rabbit hole <laughs> um the goal here like this is luca making a film for himself and he's in a position of power where he could do that like he grew up really in love with suspiria he thought when he was 15, 14 years old uh he uh, in interviews claimed he never wanted to remake Suspiria. Uh, he wanted to experience how Suspiria made him feel. 
Um, and he had this, the thing was Suspiria came out in 1977. This film is set in 1977, um, and it's a very I've seen a lot of pretentious movies in my life. I would make there's an argument that this is the most pretentious horror film ever made, <laughs> uh, yeah. for better or worse. Um, but I th- can I just go. I just, it is. <laughs> I feel like I would not think seeing this movie that the people that made it loved the original Suspiria. I would feel like it, this was like one of those situations where they never saw the original and they just like heard the general idea and then decided to like remake it. Yes, exactly. Agreed. That's what this movie makes me think. What? Well, I- Beautifully said. Yeah, and I think that's completely. I think that again, not revealing whether I like it. I think that's completely understandable. Like I really do. Like I, I think. But when you, this is the thing. I spent a lot of time talking with people. I've read a lot of interviews with this. I've thought about it a lot, and I listened to a lot of podcasts where they were dissecting it. And the film all makes sense. Like I think the first time I saw it, I did come out going, "Well, that was a mess." There's a lot of interesting ideas in there. There are things I liked, you know, with visuals and stuff and moments. Uh, this time when I watched it with like more information going in, I was like, well, it's not, it's, he's, he knows exactly what he's trying to say. Um, there's just a lot of overlap because he's trying to say so many things. And I think for me, this is always indicative of a project that you've been sitting on for over a decade because your mind has attached so many things to what you think that original movie in particular in a remake like this could be representing or talking about. Um, and this movie is just, it's, it's that weird balance of everything's hidden, but it's almost too... In- I mean, the school's literally facing the west side of the Berlin Wall before it comes down. Like, everything that's happening inside this dancing school is just a microcosm of what's happening outside in Berlin between, like, the, the witches having to vote and there's a split vote because they have different beliefs of how they should, like, run their, their world, their city. Like, Volk literally means people in there, like... The, the they keep losing people to RAF activism and like the far left militant groups in Berlin, um, but they're believing they should change the world through art, not through violence. And yet they keep like falling into violence. There's all this tethering from the Cold War to like World War Two, and you literally have an American who comes in late, just like World War Two, uh, to basically tell the English person and the Russian person you failed you're not necessary here who then at the end of the film say please kill me because there's a lot like the overall message of this film is we need to acknowledge the guilt we need to feel the shame but we should also forget the past because we can't stay anchored to that um and so like he he knows exactly what he's doing with these characters and with these people whether it makes a good film or a film you want to watch is a whole different thing but i do think it's a very but here's the thing like why why do it in this film like, it just, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why does it need to be Suspiria? Why is it Suspiria? Like, Suspiria is, like, not the film he wanted to make, obviously. But, like, for some reason, he had all these ideas. So how would then, you feel if this movie was exactly the 100%. same but not called Suspiria? I think that he should have done it that way. And I think that, to his credit, Dario Argento even called that out. He was like... You know, you either do a remake shot by shot, and if you do it that way, what's the point? And if you're trying to make a new film, why call it the same thing? Like, it, it why call it Suspiria? Why not take your general ideas and make it your own thing if that's what you want to do? Because there were things tethered. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't disagree. I just like, for me, I mean, I 
I'm one of those people like I have no problems with remakes. I have no problems with the bands covering songs. All I need is for them to be saying something new. I, I don't agree with just totally. repeating something that's been done before. Um, so for me, like I always applaud when someone does a remake that's saying something new. But yes, of course, you can then risk setting that boat out too far and then it doesn't even resemble the thing anymore. Um, but I've also like, again, for me, you can dissect the original Suspiria and Argento is talking about the politics of his time for that movie. He's just not that interested in it. It's it's all there, mm-hmm. um, but he's more interested in the horror and just he just likes making beautiful slasher movies, basically. So he let that kind of overrule. Yeah, it. but it's also, isn't it weird to make something that's a historical allegory but also has the history happening in it like i don't understand why do we need this dichotomy of okay here's here's the here's the allegory of what we're discussing and also here's what's actually happening in history at the same time it's like why do we need that why do why do we need like it doesn't work it's too much he's trying to do way too much he's trying to make it way too pretentious for lack of a better term like there's just there's no reason for it it's just a very long-winded it has some great ideas i think he could i think he was very uh able to make a suspiria remake and before suspiria came out i was very against it at first and then i i saw the trailer and i started thinking you know maybe Maybe we there, you know, I love Suspiria. I love the original Suspiria, but it's not a perfect film and there's room for improvement there. And like, maybe he's willing to go there and do something different. And I got into it. I listened to the soundtrack before I saw the movie. Like I was, I was willing to be on board. And then what I got was just, I don't even know. (laughs) There's just such a fan base with this film that it kind of feels like a, getting slapped in the face over and over again watching it, to be honest. Yeah, I think when I first saw this movie, I was excited. Um, I was curious. You know, I thought that it was going to, you know, that I would at least be along for the ride, you know? And I felt like there were so much, it was so, I don't even know what I felt like when I first saw it I knew I didn't like it it was kind of all over the place it was very boring and draggy in places but upon rewatch the shock value wasn't even there for me anymore of like those certain scenes that are like very kind of intense and brutal and it just felt like a mess when I like knew what I was expecting Mm. yeah I think I, I mean, I can agree. I can I can see what Al's saying. And like, yeah, that's very smart. But like, does anyone actually want to watch that film? And do we really want to take a movie that's beloved by a lot of people, a very important horror film, I would say, and, and then do something like this to it, which is like, okay, if you have these ideas, that's great. Like, make your movie. I just, I don't even know why we need dance in it. I don't know why we, you know what I mean? He could have picked anything. Yeah, he could have, but dance is like, for him, that's the discussion. It's about art changing the world rather than activism changing the world. Um, and for me, like, uh, I agree with everything you're saying. Again, like, that's, that's I'm just saying, like, well, I, I, I'm saying the director has a very clear vision for what he's trying to do. And for me, I don't think it's a wrong impetus. I don't think it's a bad idea to take a film like Suspiria and go, well, he did that. We're going to, we're not going to do that, but try and do it better. We're going to take themes that are important to us and to the time and find some way that that hems to the story that, that would work. And I do think it could work. And I think there's a version of this that would be incredibly effective. I agree with you completely. Like we don't need 
all this context of news items that most people who go to cinema won't understand and won't remember. Uh, he's not leading us by the hand at any point for any of these things. It's just right. stuff that's happening. It has no implication to the story. It has no implication to the characters. Anyone who's waiting for this plane hijacking to come into the story at some point, it's never going to. This is just real context right. that he's using to try and show this is the point I'm trying to make. And all it really does is, yeah, create things that six-form papers can be written about exhaustively. Um, and it's it's frustrating. Like, for me, it is, it's very yeah. frustrating because it is so deeply... In, I don't even mind the fact it's not a scary film. I'm open to the to the fact mm-hmm. of just having some striking imagery and something that he's trying to say. I don't even mind how long it is, personally. I just don't feel it. He, he splits it between so many different things. Like, there's a, like, you remember the first film, there are men in the dance school in the first film. There's a very purposeful yeah. like reason he's taken the men out of this. And then we spend a lot of time with the doctor who i've seen things he's saying which kind of suggests that he's essentially mirroring the patriarchy at the time and how he literally won't believe women when they tell him things because he thinks they're delusional uh until later on in the movie but then other things which are saying he represents like the overall intellectualization of the time because he is a psychiatrist and when he should be looking at the human experience rather than overthinking everything and in my opinion, that summarizes this entire film because that's what Luca's done. Luca is just over-intellectualizing everything and not appreciating the human mm. experience. And that's my biggest problem with this film. It's like, I'm fine with not being scared. I'm fine with you telling me stuff that works with history. I'm fine with it being super long. But I need to feel something for a character. And the problem is our lead actor, who I like Dakota in some other films. Um, I like her in Bad Times at El Royale. I really like her in The Lost Daughter. Um, she is playing this role presumably under his direction so fucking cute that i hate it like i can never attach to her character because she's so like i'm a little virgin ohio girl who like got punished apparently for a music video flashback because she masturbated in a cupboard or something i don't really know um and it's all she was like mennonite right or amish yeah or yeah and it's all just so Um, cutified it's like i can't this character you're not giving me human moments and it's so weird because what he won the oscar for is beautiful human moments so it's just it's yeah yeah i mean it yeah i mean i think you hit that nail around the head he's trying to make something he's trying to make too much you know instead of focusing maybe on, on one of these ideas could have made a very successful film or even two of these ideas instead he's got like seven ideas and he's trying to play them all perfectly and really it just makes it it's just way too much way too much and i mean self-admittedly i don't know a lot about you know 1977's berlin to be honest nobody does i, I know about world war Two, obviously uh you know i know a little bit about it but you know not a ton and and I, it, it's it's too much give me give me more give me and honestly don't give me more because it's already two and a half hours but like <laughs> you know what i mean get get rid of some of it pick the things you want to talk about and maybe develop them a little bit better yeah. um but i do want to talk about some of the things i do like about the film because believe it or not there are a handful of things i actually do like about this film so um proceed if, I'll start there. I mean, I feel like it, to, to be fair, I should talk about the things I do like about the film. Um, uh, first thing I really like about the film is there's a lot of really great shots that I feel like are very um, reminiscent and and pay big respects to Argento. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's these like swinging shots. There's especially at the beginning, there's a lot of like zoom in shots. Yes, um, I was noticing that too. I love that. Are, that. Like, you know, A plus, giving me some kind of reminiscence to the original. See, I, I really um, especially didn't like, like those were the shots I really didn't well, like because <laughs> I was like, Argeno already did do, this, do something different. So I was happy when. Well, he Well, I think it was more like to pay respect to it. I don't think uh, he, yeah he did it the whole time. I just think exactly. there was a couple moments where I'm like, yeah. oh, no, okay, absolutely. he d- he did he, he apparently like did nods. watch the original film at some point. Yeah, you know? they were like nods, and they were at the very beginning yeah they like brought us into the school and then yeah, that was I it agree. and that's so i was just I nervous at the beginning because i was like oh is this what we're going to be doing and yeah then i was happy when <laughs> he was like okay i've done that now i can do my own style yeah and at least there were moments in like some of the dream sequences where we had flashes of light and color that were reminiscent of the original and i i liked that there was sprinklings in of this and it, like I said, I don't know that it necessarily added a lot to the film as a whole, but it did feel respectful because it's weird to have this movie that stylistically was so important. And and then, um, you know, it would be weird if they didn't do anything, I think, personally. Yeah. I'd be like, really, you're not even I understand that you don't want to try to replicate that. And I appreciate that you're not trying to replicate it. But, you know, some nods and some respectful uh scene shots are, are appreciated did you before that personally. did you like that it starts with a title card that says six acts and an epilogue set in divided berlin no <laughs> <laughs> am i supposed I to, was like, to here we go <laughs> um i liked that i also um one of the things I don't like about the original Suspiria is the dancing because uh, as a human that grew up in a dancing setting uh, as, a, as a dancer, um, I, had a, I have a really hard time watching films featuring dancers that don't know how to dance. And there's an yeah. awful lot of people that don't know how to dance in the original Suspiria. Um, so I really appreciated the dancing in this film. I thought it was beautiful. I felt something when I watched it. Uh, it's arguably the only time uh, I felt anything watching this. Um, but at least there's that. Um, and it's honestly, it's hard for me to be kind of excited about watching dance and film a lot of times. And so that I think is is very important and uh, and one thing that was improved upon possibly the only thing that was improved upon in my mind but <laughs> there is something here that was improved upon so bravo <laughs> and the ma- that way they shoot um, both times actually the mirror room uh, scene is phenomenal yes. like they, they cover the camera just in the green cloth so they can remove it later but it looks it looks oh. incredible because you just it does, it does. look good yeah. for sure I was looking in the mirrors I was like can you see it <laughs> He tried to do everything (laughs) practical, but obviously for something like that, there's only so much mirror trickery you can do. So, sure. How do we feel about the soundtrack? I mean, I'm English, so I (sighs) have to either love or hate Radiohead. Um, There's no in the middle. (laughs) Is that true? (laughs) Yeah, like when when I was growing up, like it was it was the the biggest fight was originally Oasis versus Blur, and that was like the Beatles versus Rolling Stones thing. You're in one camp or the other. Sure. And then Radiohead, people either loved or hated. I did used to love Radiohead. I went for a lot of hating Radiohead for a bit. I really like 50% of it here. Um, there are moments where I think it's a perfect evolution of the original soundtrack, and there are moments where, like, we'll get to it in the last scene, but when you get to the last scene, you're like, oh, we're finally in full-on bonkers, you know, horrific imagery world where this could be, you know, meaningful 
as well as actually unsettling. And then some dreamy Tom York singing comes in. I'm like, okay, this just like dampens <laughs> any <laughs> tension that could have been here. It just feels like a lethargic music video. Um, it's a little weird to have so many vocals in a soundtrack, yeah. especially for a film like this one, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I personally think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's okay. unusual. I mean, I, I, don't, I think if it's done, I well, love, it I love Radiohead. I was stoked when I found out Radiohead was doing the music because I was like, all right, well, at least they're trying to do something interesting. Like Radiohead has a very distinct, interesting sound, and so I could see how that might work well. Um, in general, I've listened to the soundtrack a handful of times, and I, I don't dislike it. Do I think it works well with the film? And I agree with you. At times, it, it's fine. Uh, and works well. And then other times I'm like, what are we doing here? (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like I notice it too much, which makes me, it takes me out. Like I, I notice that there's score happening. Some of my favorite times where, you know, I'm watching a movie and music is making me feel something, but I don't necessarily really hear it until after, you know, but this, like I noticed it too much and it took me out of the moment. I mean, I'll say as someone Mm -hmm. who just rewatched the original last night, I definitely noticed the music. <laughs> like, it's so cacophonous because <laughs> yeah. he loves that. But it's so perfect. Yeah. It's, but no, it's, it's a vibe. It's it a is vibe. a vibe. I will say that's, for me, Radiohead wasn't a wrong impulse, but for me, they went with the wrong Radiohead member. Like, Johnny Greenwood is the person they should have got for this. Um, and oh, he, yeah. Snap. All right. He's, Fair. I can agree. Yeah. Just so great with every score he's ever written, I think. Fair. Fair. All right. Well, I mean, I, I I think we can agree. Okay, the music's not completely awful. Um, <laughs> this is your list of likes, right? <laughs> I didn't hate. All These are my of the li- my likes. Is that it's not completely awful? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's really all I got for mm. you. Let me see. Do I have anything else that I liked? No. <laughs> um, I think I will- that's it. How did you feel? I mean, we, we've I think we've probably talked about this movie the longest anyone has without talking about Tilda Swinton taking three roles in it. How did you feel about that? <laughs> well, I thought it would have like, you know, a purpose. Yeah. Um, and it it it, it doesn't really. So, I mean, I'm sure in the director's mind it does. <laughs> But I mean, like, as a viewer watching it, it doesn't really, uh, it's more distracting than anything yeah. else. For me, it was really distracting, especially the first time that I saw the movie, because I knew that the that he was makeup. I knew that that was not someone's face. And so the entire movie, I was just expecting that to tie in somehow. Yeah. Some way. And I was waiting for it, and then it never happened, Mm -hmm. and it just attracted, it just bumped me out, (laughs) to be honest. And, like, Tilda Swinton is, you know, a great actress, actor, Mm -hmm. you know, we love, we love Tilda. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, no one's really arguing that they didn't do the best job that they could have done, Um, but it's just kind of weird. It's just, like, I don't really get... I don't like why do we need to do this? I understand the mentality behind it of being like, oh, well, this is a largely women filled cast. So we want to make the main male role a woman, I guess. But I just think 
again it's silly it's unnecessary i'm sorry it, it's that's a ridiculous thing to do <laughs> give old jewish why don't you just hand over the directing position and the writing position to a woman then too if that's really what you want to be doing yeah <laughs> like really... you're a man making a movie don't be ridiculous <laughs> totally that's a right I, you're I'm... a man making a movie don't be ridiculous <laughs> well like what are you trying like what are you trying to say that you're like a, a quote-unquote good man like i don't, I don't really think, get it what are we doing i'd like to think that that's not why but i i agree that's like the bullshit. first time i walked out of the movie it was my that was the thing for me that decided i don't think i like that movie like that was the thing was like yeah i can argue the pretension of everything else but that was ego going too far um I, mm-hmm. I, yeah like in reading stuff with him again i can i can get you know she's essentially playing both matriarchal parts of that family mm-hmm. which makes sense like marcos is literally in a scene you know with the dancing marcos is literally trying to bring Susie down and keep her on the ground and she's meant to like represent that tethering to the past and the oppression and the third reich whereas blanc is literally trying to lift her up and push her into the future and into like more opportunity so it makes sense to have a play both i don't think it's remotely necessary but i can maybe live with that one because there's so much makeup who knows but the sure. doctor but it's more, but it's distracting. So, like, what are we gaining? Like, if you're going to be distracting, no, but for me, for the doctor, like, it is distracting. Have an ultimate purpose. I think for Marcos, it's not because there's just so much shit going on there at the end. Who no, knows? No, of course but not. Marcos is fine. Is honestly, like, that does you know, what doesn't just bother give me. Give an old Jewish man a fucking role in a movie. Like, it's just it really right. frustrated <laughs> well, me. And <laughs> what's weird about it too is that they weren't originally they weren't planning on telling anybody, right? Like they told like the crew that it was Lutz whatever and they were going to tell him that he died they were going to tell everybody that he died in editing but decided that that was like more morose and so like yeah so like that's not even like oh we're having like they the original plan I think from what I read at least was to have him like them basically tell everybody that this man played Mm. it but it just didn't work out that way because you know makeup is makeup so give credit to a man for a woman's job is that supposed to be feminist (laughs) all i'm saying all i'm saying and who's dumb enough to believe that shit yeah there's no one's at any point like wait where's tilda swinton why are these two people yeah, never why is that, recording this why again? Sh- why does that yeah. old man sound exactly like Tilda yeah, Why Swinton? when we shoot That's this weird. end scene that both characters, or three characters in, are we having to like cut around this for three hours of makeup? <laughs> and what's really yeah. frustrating to me is I honestly think Tilda Swinton in the pure role as, you know, looking like Tilda Swinton, I think she's phenomenal in that role. Like I think yeah, she's, she's great. the best part 100%. of for me by a long way. Absolutely. Um... So, yeah, I mean, now, it's because we brought up Marcos, I have to fucking talk about Marcos. Because <laughs> what? I think you mean okay, here's... for the little mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> what? what was happening? She what? was like a cat. <laughs> Why is she wearing sunglasses? <laughs> Why is she wearing sunglasses? Why does it look like she has, like, eight nipples and boobs? Like, what is happening? But I... <laughs> there i can't i tried i tried so hard yesterday to find what she reminds me of and i can't put my finger on it but i'm 95 percent sure it's a teenage mutant ninja turtle villain (laughs) 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 like from the cartoon i think there's probably a villain that looks like her (laughs) i'm trying to think it doesn't it's definitely I don't know. It kind of reminds me of the, I forget what character it's called, but from the original Dune movie, mm-hmm. the really oh, yeah. big guy. Yeah. Could be that. 
could be that. The, um, the, the, the sunglasses, though, really? Well, that's, I think the sunglasses, I mean, yeah. again, these are all these throwaway things that they don't explore. Like, they don't even, they presume you've seen the original movie with the fucking footstep walking thing that she does. There's no explanation for that in this movie at There's, all. <laughs> no, but what is she even doing? I mean, I'll be honest, in the original it, movie, it confused me. In this one, it's even more confusing me when she's meant to have heard the footsteps <laughs> and she's counting them. In this they, movie. they don't show you any context for that. And it's just all these no, throwaway they- lines. Like, there's a whole thing about, like, um, who's who's uh, is it chloe moretz at the beginning i think who's saying they wanted to take my eyes um so i'm presuming there's all this stuff to do with body parts like they talk a lot about <laughs> there's a wonderful line at the beginning that i don't feel comfortable repeating so i won't but about serving up her womanhood on a plate and it's like oh yeah that was a good line th- th- so like there's all this thing to do with different body parts she needs but she's not the creeper from jeepers creepers you know like they're looking for a right. singular <laughs> vessel so yeah again right. it's confused it's very confused yeah yeah oh there is a line too there is another line i thought was very confusing but i I don't feel like i'm done talking about how weird helena marcos looks (laughs) she's got little arms coming out of her arms she has arms like (laughs) sorry go ahead no it's okay i mean she has arms coming out of her arms she has um like it like eight chins she has sunglasses which honestly are really it's, it's really the focus i have a hard time getting over the sunglasses you could have mm-hmm. easily put some kind of creepy contacts in and i would have been great with it why are we doing sunglasses like a, did we run out of money like we couldn't afford a from hellraiser kind of vibe with the sunglasses <gasps> oh yeah. yeah is that what it is that might be it <sighs> like that. you're brilliant it, just, <laughs> it felt it felt so lazy like As a fan of the show Face Off, I've seen (laughs) creators make better makeup than this in like a day and a half than whatever this on-screen camera-ready makeup is. It just looks so lazy. Like the makeup around the mouth, the texture of the face, it's so distracting that I can't even accept her as this like supposedly mother suspiria like it just doesn't make sense well and it doesn't even look like they showed her hands underneath mm-hmm. the floor mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Th- that didn't look like what she looks like she's here no. some other arms like under her armpits or something that can just oh like, she's got out. a lot of arms <laughs> she has a and lot Carl, of you arms. don't know the emotional just... journey you just took me on for where for about three seconds i thought they made a tv show of face off <laughs> oh <laughs> It's on sci-fi. It's very <laughs> it's a show about makeup artists. Um, so good. Yeah, she looks, she looks real weird. But like... <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Well, I mean, she does. Uh, but like the whole... It's just like even... So earlier on when they do the dance, that's meant to be the actual time when they, when they get the body across, when it's like seen by everybody and they do the mm-hmm. Vok, Vok, or however you say it. I don't know, Vok. Um, and it's just so weird that down in the basement, everyone has to be naked for it that time, and no one actually moves around like they're dancing. They just have to be in one like position. There's just all these things where it's just like, well, if it was going to work before, you needed it to be a dance before. And then why do you suddenly need this male witness where she just says it casually in this dinner of like, I'm thinking we should go back to the old ways and bring in a witness. It's like, why? <laughs> like, if you could have done it without, why? Yeah, for yeah. the hell of it. I like, it just because... Just <laughs> And then they have to entrap him with his dead wife to lead him. Which, by the way, they've shown, like, they've taken time to show you the divide between East and West Berlin and the trip he has to take to get to West Berlin. But then as he goes for a stroll with his wife from his home, he just ends up back at the dance <laughs> the dance school. Mm-hmm. It's like, did you bring your papers for that stroll? Like, it was, uh, it was fucking weird. 
Yeah. I mean, the, the, it's a lot of stuff that happens and most of it for no reason. But then they'll have a great line. Which like, is... today we need to break the nose of every beautiful thing. I fucking love it. It's a great line. Mm. <laughs> Let's make a whole movie around that line. Tell um, fantastic. <laughs> also, there is... Okay, so there is a line. My uh, least favorite line of the film. Mm. Um, Have we, we're done with when... the things you like now? That was the end, yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> at the end i didn't even talk about the end i just wanted to talk about helena marcos and her sunglasses um so there was a part where Susie is talking to madame blanc and they're like having dinner whatever and and she's talking about how she was a mennonite and then she's asking what it felt like to dance the dance in front of the person who created the Mm. dance and she said something like, uh, it felt like what I think it must feel like to fuck, mm-hmm. which she would never say that. <laughs> well, even totally. knowing who she is, I still feel like she would never say that. Yeah. It's the next line Same. that you really want to focus on, though. <laughs> yeah. When she I s- meant with an animal. With an animal. <laughs> yes. Because, for okay, I know maybe... I don't want to say women wouldn't talk like this, but I would like to say most women wouldn't say this line. Yeah, but this, that's and the point. I think that's... 1977's Mennonite was, would definitely not but, say this Yeah, line. but that is... I mean, to be fair, that is the point. That's when Blanc... That's one of the creeping realizations for Blanc that, oh, this is the woman who is, you know, suitable. Uh, because, you know, in the, in the weird music video flashbacks that we get to our bringing, we have her mother dying and her mother saying her one sin was her daughter who was a smear on this world. And her mother knows that her daughter, there's something wrong with her. And yeah, the reveal, the twist, if we want to call it that, at the end of the movie, is that um, Susie is the mother of Suspiria. Like, she is this demon incarnate, essentially. Um, and so, like, I feel like the, those are the cracks in that you can see what's actually inside her. It's this... But it doesn't feel organic. No, it feels like it was the line that was written for her. Yes. It doesn't feel like that. Mm. The viewer doesn't feel like that. I mean, I didn't even the second time watching it. I wasn't like, oh, that's a crack in the armor of... No, that didn't cross my mind. It crossed my mind as, oh... Dakota's saying something real uncomfortable and she looks uncomfortable saying it. <laughs> but I feel like the fact that it, you know, it's a line that's meant to shock, like that's what makes it the crack, you know? It's like if you feel shocked and just like that feels weird and she wouldn't say that, then that's all I'm saying is that's what they wanted you to feel. Because yes, you're meant to go, Sure. Yeah, this is not, this doesn't feel right. The difference is, is that if you're in a normal scene with someone else, they would also react like the audience would and look at her weirdly, but because you were Tilda, partly because she's fueled by her own ego and part of her probably just likes her, oh, maybe that is how my dance makes you feel. And she, there's very sexuality between that mother-daughter relationship with those two. Um, but then also just because Tilda's a fucking witch and she knows what the end game here and she realizes you know, mm-hmm. what this might represent. I would agree with you if I thought that Dakota could carry that line yeah. properly. No, I agree. I don't think I, she did. Again, I yeah. think she can act. I don't think she's acting well in this movie at all. I don't know that she can, to be honest. I've seen her in some great stuff. Like I, I like her, to be honest. Name one thing. Um, Peanut yeah. Butter Falcon. Good night as well. I didn't yeah. see it. I love it. Oh, wait, it. I did see it. I don't remember so her good. in it, so that's not a good sign. <laughs> um, I also liked Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah. 
I saw that. Also, don't remember her in it, so that's also not a good sign. She's not amazing, but she she is a decent actor, and she can have the right presence. Yeah. In this, I think the director's just pushing her. Way She's a female direction. Jeremy Renner. Let's be real, guys. No, don't. How dare you? I can't. I can't say no. I like her. <laughs> I like her. Will not. Will not agree. Uh, how do you feel about the bringing fact it back to Jeremy that, Renner? Um, she has the worst wig of all time. <laughs> Terrible. Carly's real upset about it. I hate it. Can I tell you guys what I learned while I was so bothered by watching this movie last night? Sure. Um, well, I IMDb'd the wig maker, and apparently <laughs> she is also the wig maker for Cher. And it made so much sense because I'm 90% sure that she just took one of Cher's wigs and put it on Dakota Johnson. That's amazing. <laughs> and that made so much more sense to me. When did she cut her hair? Or they, when did they, they cut, cut the wig? About halfway through. Yeah. For when? the show. For the show. Why? They show it. They because showed they all it? had this yeah, they showed them cut her yeah. hair off and she was like gasped. And then they cut the scene and then everybody had the same length of hair for the performance. I literally don't remember that at all. Zero percent of that. Maybe I was re- writing a note. Was it quick? Um no, no, it was long enough for me to really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. For me to go, why do I need to know they cut her hair? Oh, all right. It's important. I just went, oh, they must have cut her hair. That's like, so I must have missed it. <laughs> again, like one of them, I mean, again, there's quite a they lot. Can show me, they can show her walking for 10 minutes yeah. and nothing happening, but they have to show the hair cutting scene real quick. Yeah, like there's Sorry. quite a lot I that I don't like about this movie, but there's quite a lot that I do like as well. But the, I will say the editing is not one of those things. Um, and again, it's not because it's too long. I'm very happy with it being two and a half hours long. I just think there's some really You're weird. You're very, wait, wait, wait. You're very happy with this movie being two and a half hours long no problem whatsoever with with it being two and a half hours long i think they have enough here that they're trying to talk about that it would need a two and a half hour movie i don't think they are focusing in the right places and i'd even dare to say like this potentially just from the footage they shot the film that i would want to see um if they just i could have seen a couple of deleted scenes and it's like if you take these things out leave a little bit longer here and then change music and change beats and stuff there's potentially much closer to the movie i want here it's just not assembled in a way that i'm enjoying i think i would like them to just remove the doctor completely Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. any of the weird extra men and focus more on the coven because i'm more interested in all of the weird creepy old ladies and their relationship to each other Mm -hmm. than i am with like almost anything else yes i agree absolutely i I would love a lot more witches i agree completely but my one of my big problems with this uh is in the original again they're just presuming you grew up with the original suspiria as well um, mm-hmm. So you know these are all witches, and that's confirmed immediately. You know, like the word "witch" is used in the first mm-hmm. scene. Like the, we see them doing witchy things immediately with each other in the original *Suspiria*. You know, sure we know because we're going to that movie, but it, they like they're trying to play with your expectations of what's actually going on here for quite a while. Um, and for me, it really deflates so much of the mystery here that they're yeah. obviously just a bunch of witches hanging out and chatting to each other through their brains. Oh, yeah. There was no um, hidden agenda in this movie. It was just it started mm-hmm. right out the right out the Which gate. This is a problem for me when you're watching a movie, because when I'm watching a movie, I have to be attached to a character and then going, what am I mm-hmm. hoping will or won't happen to them? And yeah, because I felt like I knew everything other than what the director was trying to talk about. That's all the movie became about was me just trying to figure out what does this represent? What does this represent? Which it's great if you also have 
the emotional ride of mystery or intrigue or characters you're attached to or whatever on top of that. Um, and for me, I'm not getting much of that. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I had to pick a character I cared about, it would be Madame Blanc, but I still don't even really care about her that much, to be honest. Maybe mm -hmm. Patricia, maybe. But, like, w w Patricia just disappears, and that's the end of Patricia. Well, the big... The beginning of the original Suspiria is such a strong start, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this is just such a like sludging, sludging, sludging through the beginning of this film. Well, what? Um, because yeah, I agree with you. I would take out a lot of the Doctor stuff. Um, the, the the only frustration I have is there's only one time that I feel anything in this movie, and it is in the penultimate scene, uh, when the Doctor's released, and then she goes to visit him, and then has this conversation with him tells him about what actually happened to his wife who's been searching for um for decades presumably but particularly for this movie um and and then does like and, and this is the problem again it's like i don't know if the director's trying to make this complicated or if he's saying here's the message because if it is the message i think it's pretty horrible <laughs> because she says to him <laughs> i think you deserve to know so she tells him the truth and i think that's great you know, it's like, yes, you need to know yeah. this. You need to face that. Maybe now you can have some closure and some peace and move forward in your own way. Although I'll be honest, he doesn't look like he's got that long. Um, and then she says to him, now I can also take all those memories away. Do which, you know, obviously it's like this metaphor again of acknowledging the past and moving on. But by taking all of his memories away, she also doesn't ask him if he wants that. She doesn't give that as an option. Mm -hmm. It's non-consensual. <laughs> Takes it, tells him something that gives him pain and then takes everything away so then he can't even process or deal with anything or be himself potentially because what, what are you when you don't have your memories anymore and then what's totally. even more confusing is the last shot of this and i love the idea of the last shot of this movie so much but because of what's just happened before i don't know what to take from it like we have suddenly we cut to modern day and they really want to make sure we know that so we have like a girl on a mobile phone and stuff and and they're panning into this heart that's on a wall but it's on the divide of a wall on the edge and on one side you have his initial on the other side you have his wife's initial and it's this wonderful like just visual nod to how we can be joined to something while still facing in different directions and also at the same time saying you know it's faded on the wall and no one seems to notice it and it's like our past is still going to be there even though in the future everyone's going to be ignoring it and i think it could be such a piece of powerful imagery if it wasn't for the scene we just had where she was like, but also I'm just going to like tell you this and then take away all your memories so none of it matters. And I just don't know what he's trying to say. And it really frustrates me. And also for the fact that this is supposed to be a movie about rich witches and not an old man exactly. doctor. So I'm just like... But it's played by a woman, so it's feminist. <laughs> but just do one or the other. I, it's like, I think they could make a really yeah. interesting story about this man if he wasn't played by Tilda Swinton. <laughs> and I would watch that mm -hmm. movie and probably love it. And I think he could make an interesting but not scary movie about the witches if he changed some things and cut out all the rest of it. But he's not interested in doing that either. So instead of one bad movie, we get two. No, I think instead of one potentially great oh. movie and one conflicting <laughs> movie, we have a match for me. For me um, yeah. Yeah. So to be fair, you came up with some very interesting... <laughs> things to say about the film you obviously did your research about what the director's intentions were thank you for that but also that doesn't help at all and i still absolutely hate this movie <laughs> i think that is the fairest thing you could possibly say <laughs> i heard what you have to say i and think I we all care. knew that 
honestly (laughs) it's not that i don't care i mean it's interesting to hear i mean i'm glad to hear that there was some kind of reason behind a lot of these things but unfortunately it doesn't matter because no one knows that um and also no one cares because your characters are incredibly unlikable so that's a big problem i yeah i think to amy's point like you did say that you like read a bunch of stuff and talked to a bunch of people and like did a lot of research to figure out all of these things that when you're watching it, it just feel very like misguided and maybe sometimes interesting, but also just like a lot, a lot. Yeah. No, again, I'm not saying this stuff in defense of it. Like again, when I came out the first time, no, totally. no. there's a bunch of it that I got personally, but I was confused yeah. because again, I think he's trying to say too many things and I don't know sure. if it's that clear even in his own head you know what he really wanted to get Mm -hmm. across it's like oh i want to say this but also want to say this and for this this would work and it's like yeah even if you're understanding the things he's laying down you can't connect the dots then because the the two spread apart and there's all these other dots in between for a different picture you know and it just doesn't it's frustrating it is frustrating but some people fucking love this movie some people really love this movie so clearly for some people it's wild who i know quite a lot of people who love this movie really you know quite a lot of people that like this movie. I would say movie. the people that I know in the <laughs> genre space that I've spoken to about this movie, it's almost 50-50. The people either hate this movie or they love it. Again, there's not much in between. Kind of like Radiohead mm. in the 2000s in UK. Right. <laughs> well, before we wrap up, I think we should at least talk about some of the quote-unquote gore scenes or body horror scenes that we do get uh and your um you know what you are calling the music uh video (laughs) sequences we get uh let's kind of touch on that and then and wrap it up unless you guys have anything else uh to add beyond those things i mean i guess I, i definitely respect that there really isn't cgi and a lot of its practical effects um olga's scene in particular is quite amazing and i love that they kind of took advantage of the fact that they could find a dancer and contortionist to do those things it Mm -hmm. um it definitely made a huge impact and i think that it looked great yeah it's mostly a very beautiful film just in a very different way from the original yeah, I mean, I thought that especially upon first viewing, those moments, although they are kind of few and far between, were effective. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were less effective this time. Upon rewatch, same. Yeah. Um, I thought that that mirror scene was very impactful the first time I watched it. I was like, oh, shit, where are we doing here? Uh, and then, you know, that goes away and barely comes back. The end... Uh, sequence of this movie beyond the plot that we've already kind of discussed um, doesn't do it for me none of the special effects uh, are doing it for me at the end and I I honestly like even though I know what's going on I also don't really know what's going on you know like yeah I get I get what's happening but also a demon comes up Who's the demon that comes up? That is, that's essentially because she is the mother of Spiriorum. That's like her demon essence that rises up to start. A demon essence. (laughs) She has a pet. Did you say that with a straight face or? Come on. Some of the films I've heard Um, you review. (laughs) The stuff you have to say with a straight face to walk into the genre of world. (laughs) (laughs) You should go into acting, Al. Um, 
her demon essence yeah uh yeah so like the special effects we're seeing at the end of the film which should arguably be some of the strongest i feel like are the weakest which is also i think a problem um I thought the leg breaking scene is is good. I like the scene a lot. I think the creepiest scene of the whole movie is probably after um, Olga is, you know, turned into a human pretzel mm. and then they put these mm-hmm. hooks in her. Uh, I thought that was probably the creepiest part because she's still, you know, she's still alive. She's making yeah. noises. <laughs> and so the fact that there's all these creepy women standing around you, sticking hooks in you while you're still alive uh, and can't move and can't really see, I guess she can't see, um, would be probably pretty, uh, pretty terrifying. And so that's the only time that I really felt anything close to horror watching this. Yeah. Yeah, it felt like at the end, they were like, we have all this blood. What do we do with it? <laughs> you know? We overspent on blood and forgot yeah. to buy the contacts. So put some sunglasses on Marcos and let's just smear blood everywhere. <laughs> the camera to an annoying frame rate where it goes Let really it fly. Really annoying. It's just too long. It's like the op- yeah, the scene you're talking about at the beginning in the mirrors with all of the body snapping. It still really got me. I think it's yeah. beautifully executed as a practical effect. It just goes on and on mm-hmm. and on to the point where it's not scary anymore. Like just a few of those bits of imagery would really linger with me. And instead, it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And at some point, it loses its effectiveness. Yeah. Do you think that in the 70s, wouldn't Marcos be wearing, like, aviator frames (laughs) instead? Weren't those really popular then? (laughs) Something, either that or, like, a little bit more delicate. Oh, okay. Like, definitely wouldn't be wearing, like, the huge, like, 2000 glasses that take up half your face. Right, right. This this director originally wanted to make a trilogy, and it was going to do a prequel to do with Marcos. So maybe it would have been the origin tale of the sunglasses, and that was going to be the entire two-and-a-half-hour prequel movie. Uh. Yeah, so I think that's why we have this post credit scene. Mm. Um, were either of you aware that there was a post credit scene yeah. until I told you there was a post credit scene? Not that I recall. I was, because okay, when yeah, you I Google Suspiria, it's one of the first things that comes up is like, what the fuck is with that really? post <laughs> 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 Well, that's exactly what went through my head when it I happened. I mean, I think it's just because they were planning to make a prequel and possibly a sequel to yeah, it. Yeah, I, can't. I had, to, I had like... to read the writer. I couldn't even project into this. I had to read the writer and director talking about it to get anything from it. And I still think it's like, why? <laughs> uh but you don't even they're see like, anything. Yeah, they no. just... They're like, Marvel does yeah. it. Like, is she touching a wall? Like She's meant to be looking it, at right? something past camera. It's meant to symbolize her looking into the future because that's what she's meant to be bringing to this oh, house. Oh, motherfucker. Um, Jesus and yes, Christ. it was them leaving it open for what they wanted to explore in the sequel, what she is looking at, basically. But Which, to be fair, you know, Dar- Argento, did, he did a trilogy. Two of them are trash, and Suspiria is, is great. <laughs> um, yeah. But... Um, the mother of tears for yeah. sure yeah i mean i get it but like no no don't give me any more of these please <laughs> i don't think you get <laughs> if it we have the one point, i think you're safe now and he has so many things in his yeah docket, no, i yeah. think even if it happened he wouldn't be directing it anymore he would just produce it um sure am i like can i very quickly right. before we are we wrap it up on it and moving on or uh, i would i would like to wrap up but if you have more to say feel free 
All Please I want to say is something that's going to sound really, you know, which isn't fitting with this movie because this is going to sound really pretentious. But I want to just say <laughs> how I personally <laughs> judge movies and how I judge movies is in three criteria. Like intellectually, like is the writer and director thinking about something? Have they got something they're trying to say? And then did they convey that well? Which for me, this movie, they clearly have a lot of things they're trying to say. I don't think they're conveying it very well. So they kind of like half succeed at that. Then artistically, how is the craft, the lighting, the camera work, the acting, the set design and music, which I think most of that is excellent other than her and the lead, to be honest. But I th uh, the editing, again, I have problems with. But I think overall the acting's good. I think the camera works excellent. The lighting is beautiful. Uh, but then my last one is emotionally, do I feel something for these characters? And unfortunately, that's the one that overrides the other two for me always. And I don't feel anything mm -hmm. for these characters at all. Right. So yeah it's a frustrating so what what grade does it does it get from the al white i have system? my personal rating system is 10 points but on a 20 point scale so i do 0.5s <laughs> and i would give this a uh, seven i think okay out of yeah. 10 with what you just yeah. said because I think it's beautiful, and I think they're talking about a lot of interesting things. But Ooh, I don't wait, 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 <laughs> hold the fuck on, Hal, Al, because you just fucking said the most yeah. important part is, do I feel anything for the characters? Mm -hmm. Like, that overrides all the other no, things. No, it doesn't negate the other and things. There's a difference. It's like the highest you, you could get you without felt... making me feel about the other characters is still going to be like a 7.5, probably. But you're never going to get above that if I didn't feel for, for the characters. Whereas if I really felt for the characters, but it artistically wasn't great and they weren't talking about much, you might still get higher than that, potentially. The fact that you gave this a seven is mind-blowing. With everything you literally just said, I don't understand your system. I want to see a graph or an Excel spreadsheet, preferably Look, with a chart. Um, Al's a director and I don't he makes give films. A fuck. He, I'm he sorry. doesn't like no. to publicly criticized films. No, I do. I, I love to. But he... <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not allowed to. <laughs> I know, to. I love to. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everything you just said up until the number, I was on board with. Mm -hmm. Until you gave it a seven. I think it's a beautifully because crafted movie. Because nothing you said reflected seven. I think seven. it's a beautifully no. crafted movie. I think it looks fantastic. And I love the stuff he's trying to talk about. I just don't think it all coalesces. Um, and I could forgive that but if I felt something, but I don't. Wouldn't the... Wouldn't the... Dis the him wanting to say things that he wasn't really saying because it's all just jumbled together doesn't like the execution of what he's trying to say factor into this point system yes that's what i'm saying Again, like you does. said that I he said, wasn't like, successful in that if you're successful with it was like be a 7.5 maybe an 8 if i'm not feeling stuff like if you're conveying it well but i think some things he is conveying well i just think he's for me it's kind of like us it's like there's just uh, the movie us not us uh, three uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it could be like us it too a, it's just a mess some things work and some things <laughs> just really fucking don't we really needed to think harder about it before we all got involved <laughs> basically <laughs> Um, yeah, I just think some some films the directors have too much power coming off of awards, and they have too many things they're trying to say, and not enough time to have someone help them mm -hmm. finesse that. And that's how I feel about this film. Cool. So just send me that Excel spreadsheet when you can, because I'd like to All review right. it, please. Because it I don't, I still don't understand how you came up. I heard everything you said. I agreed with everything you said, and I would uh, give it a four. Four. Okay. Okay. That's uh okay. I think I, I get the comparison to us, though, because I feel like that movie could have really done with some editing, and I feel like that's how this is, too. 
yeah and us for me i mean that's a different podcast but that's a movie that's talking about like three things and i think it's maybe it's more successful yeah. than this probably but it's it's very yes muddled, for me it was still. at least um Agreed. I, I feel like Us is better than this. <laughs> I think you feel most significantly. But no, but I also agree that it's similar in, in that, you know, it just it didn't have enough time to develop. We didn't let it develop enough. We didn't uh, let it cook long enough before mm-hmm. we made it. <laughs> yeah. This one, that I think we have an opposite problem. Maybe we let it cook too long and we well, overthought I think it's, everything. Yeah, again, I honestly, like when I see films like this, I can tell like this has been gestating for too long and then you had too little time to actually execute it. So like you just had too sure. many things in your brain and then not long enough to refine them when you actually came down to working on it um but I, I, again That's i just fair. want to bring like that last shot that like i, I fucking love that last shot and uh, not not the post credits but the, the heart on the wall which had nothing to do with the movie no it didn't <laughs> but i love that shot and what it so. can i really do. <laughs> i want to see that movie <laughs> i can't <laughs> So that's Suspiria from 2018, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. You did it. Ever you never have again. to speak about that movie ever, ever. Again. I'm so excited that we finally got this out of the way. Um, people see, have been begging for it. What else do you hate that we can they make you watch? Been. Oh God, that's this is really a big one. We need a new Suspiria 2018 <laughs> that could become. No, we don't need any more of these. Thank you. Um, you know, I was the only other time I was dreading a movie this bad was when we did the new uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. What was that? That one was called? fun to talk about, though. And I, I ended up liking yeah, it. Yeah, I listened to that show. You know what? Was, <laughs> I mean, it might help <laughs> it I mean, 65 have to have minutes you... long for that show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love 65 minute long movies. We're going to have to have you back on when we talk about men. Oh, Amy shit. hasn't seen it yet, but I suspect that it'll be a really fun episode to do you think i'm gonna hate it well i i did (laughs) i don't (laughs) most of my friends liked it well we or did a thing we went to see crimes of the future the other day uh with a writer friend of mine and his girlfriend and they went to see men oh no i can't okay i can't say damn it anyway but there's something very obvious in the film which she did not notice at all and we were bewildered (laughs) But that's all I could say, I guess, without spoilers. That sounds like me. I do that Wait, all the time. Yeah, I think men? when you watch the movie, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. That's all I need to say. There's something obvious about the movie which she did not notice, and it was that we just couldn't. It blew our oh. mind that she didn't notice. <laughs> I think I know yeah, what you're talking yeah. about. I'll, I'll message you okay. privately. Okay. But yes, I will. I love to come okay. anything where people. I can just ostracize myself from people. We were always going to do that midsummer one as well because. Oh yeah. oh yeah we still That'll need to do that one. we still need yeah. to do that that will be a one movie episode as well um See, because there's a lot to unpack saying, there is that we love having al on because when when we discuss one movie because we can really unpack that movie because I talk too much this you know? conversation would have been a lot shorter <laughs> if al wasn't yeah. here and i don't mean 100%. it because you did and it's not in a good way in a good way because you have yeah. the background that we don't do that kind of research we just go we just go with our initial feelings on it for the most part mm-hmm. um so uh, you know like you could probably cut out like a whole half hour of this episode that would not have okay. happened without no, you and here probably, and i mean should. that Absolutely. in a great you way should cut out half i mean <laughs> no i mean <laughs> that in the nicest way i've possible. said to you before um, i would love to do a midsummer episode but i'm only doing it when because i have i have many <laughs> female friends i know who really hate that movie and i'm only comfortable voicing my opinions on midsummer with a female who hates that movie as well as ones like yourselves who love that movie that's fair that's fair um okay 
so we'll do that eventually it's still it's still gonna happen i'm not ready for it yet i haven't been able to commit to it yet i have to be ready for it you know i have to be emotionally ready okay so um let's talk a little bit about some of the things we've been watching um no spoilers of course just maybe some newer things you're watching um as well as carly and i want to talk about monster palooza a little bit i think oh please yeah because i wanted i I nearly uh, came to monster palooza but i couldn't at the end so please tell me about it because i want to know how was it so carly and i had a had a final girls weekend which was lovely it was Um, friday through sunday final girls weekend hanging out I'm going to be honest, the Monster Palooza section of our weekend was probably my least favorite. Sure. Um, everything else was phenomenal. We was... found the cutest little bookstore in Pasadena oh with so a freaking wine bar, not a coffee bar, a wine bar. It was delightful. And it was so delightful. Yeah. We had the best breakfast the mm-hmm. last day that we were there in particular. Oh, my God. It was diner. so good. Oh, yes. my gosh. All the food that we had was just 10 out of 10. Yeah, we ate a lot and it was all delicious. Yeah. Even the Um, really bad Uber Eats we got was still really delicious. And it was only bad because it was just a little late. Yeah. And so our fries were a little cold. Yeah. It's still good. (laughs) Still good. We had, we had, Carly and I had um, um, bed picnics. And I don't know if you're familiar with bed picnics, Al, but it's when you lay a towel down on your Mm -hmm. bed Mm -hmm. and then you eat on the towel while you watch tv and so we carly had never seen dirty dancing all the way through can you yeah. believe that you say all the way so through we... did you get to bits that like offended you and you just turned it off or it was it was I cas- it. I would casually watch it you know i mean it's always on tv you catch you get you yeah. catch pieces yeah. of it you know it never interests me when i was younger to watch it front to back yeah but it's fantastic. So we got to do that, and I got to experience Carly experiencing the film, which is you, did you just draw up a for me. I like love that. And just watch her for the entire movie. Uh, I try not to be that obvious, <laughs> but I was very excited about it. I was like, "Oh wait, you have to watch you this." Just part. Position you the know. makeup mirror on the other side of the room. So yeah, like I did a couple times. Say like, "Wait, I want to hear what you're saying, but wait till the commercial because <laughs> this part's really important." She Johnny did. Castle's about to fucking do some shit. Johnny Sheboygan. The picnic is Johnny what I do every single time I get into any hotel. Like as soon as I get there, I just spread out the towels on the bed and I order my room service up, put a platter out. Yes. Well, we tried to order room service the first night that we were there. We were going to order a <laughs> bottle of champagne. They were like, we need to call you back because we might not have it. And then they never called us <laughs> They back. never called us back. And we're like, well, should we go to bed? Like, what should we do? That's definitely a hint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the greatest hotel, maybe, but, you know, it worked. Um, Yeah, so it was a lovely weekend. Um, Again, Monster Palooza was a little overwhelming, I think, for us. It was very crowded. um, And a lot of the things I usually love about it were kind of, like, not that exciting. Like, there was no panels that looked really interesting. Um, It's always cool to see our favorite horror actors, um, you know, hanging out. Um, and getting to ta- get our picture taken with the cast of Scream is like forever embedded in my mm-hmm. heart. Um, but as a whole, I mean, that was Did fine. You get to hug the, the actual. Um, well, he was squeezing my shoulder. Um, shoulder, shoulder. So hug. it counts. It yeah, counts. it was very quick. They like literally. It was like a like, get in, get out, get in, get out. They want you to take the picture. They didn't. They want you to yeah. leave. Um, so it was like a weird. 
thing. I definitely, if you like, are really wanting to see and connect with your favorite actors at these things, just like wait in line, wait in to line to do it yeah. at their table. Yeah, yeah. That's when you can get hugs and signatures mm-hmm. and things. But like, honestly, we wouldn't have gotten to meet all of them or see all of them if we went that route because those lines were so fucking long. Um, and ultimately, I still feel like they were super cool and nice about it and you know those poor people were stuck in this like tiny room off to the side that was boiling especially because of all the lights on them i feel so <laughs> bad that they had to stay there for probably like two hours matthew lillard literally came outside to apologize for how bad they they were gonna stink <laughs> yeah like we care we don't care stink all you want matthew lillard <laughs> you can do no wrong <laughs> They were um, delightful. They were all delightful. They were um, all delightful. And so, yeah, that was our Monster Pool of the Weekend. But it was really a lot of Carly and I just kind of wandering around Pasadena eating. And it was, yeah. was wonderful. Excellent. We, we did see Watcher, which yep. I, I, Carly and I were discussing it. We never saw a movie in a theater together, ever. Ever. I know. So, it was ever. so cute of us. So that was our first time. And we found this little independent old movie theater um the pasadena playhouse it was adorable and um how many years have you two been friends it was lovely we've known each other since we were like in college 19 years old how because we weren't so the funny thing is uh, we weren't like like, boyfriends at the time we're friends or roommates we what kind of boyfriends i lived on this i lived when i was living in dorm in the dorms in college in my freshman year carly was dating a guy that lived in my hall and so we would all kind of hang out but we weren't like super close friends hanging out all the time we weren't like going and hanging out on our own we just like were friendly to each other and then um so we knew each other in college, but I wouldn't say we were like besties hanging out. Mm-mm. And then when I wanted to start a podcast, a lot of my friends had kids or did not like horror movies or both. And so I knew Carly liked horror movies just by being friends with her online. And so I was like, hey, I want to do this thing. Are you interested? Just kind of throwing it out there. And she's like, yes, absolutely. And I was like, all right. So that's when we like we actually became friends doing this podcast. Like we've known each other a long time, but we became friends doing this podcast. And as you know, I live in San Diego and she lives in L.A. So in a good year, we'll see each other twice, maybe. (laughs) So um, and we haven't seen each other in a few years right now. So. I feel I'm just yeah. been the voice of your audience right now. That's what I'm here for. But that's crazy <laughs> to me. If I was friends with someone in person. I mean, person we've mentioned free... that a few times, but yeah, it's been a while since we've talked about it. So, but yeah, you know, so people think we're besties and honestly, we have become insanely close. I'd say we talk almost every, every day, probably. multiple yeah. times a day. <laughs> so, I mean, we are talking all the time now. I would say Clo- Carly's probably one of my closest friends for now, Same but we, it wasn't that way forever. It's really been that way. It's developed since we started the show six plus mm-hmm. years ago. Legitimately, if I was friends with someone in person for over a year and I hadn't been to the cinema with them, I'd have to call it. Have to be with this <laughs> But we don't live in the same town. We you have watched time. movies together online um quite a few times and we did watch um that one movie together when i came down when we recorded the show yes Um, we have watched movies like on tv before but yeah never in theaters and i think we've even like been to like a show together 
because our boyfriends were both musicians and in bands. Oh yeah, we've been to like yeah, like musical shows too. Yeah, 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 but just never the the movie theater. Interesting. Congratulations. That's that's the story of us. So yeah, we had a wonderful theater experience. I enjoyed the movie. I would recommend it, but it's not a perfect movie. So just know that. I mean, there's definitely some holes, but it's tension filled and pretty fun. I think. Yeah, I liked it. Is it better than Suspiria? Yes. Which one? Mm, Okay. (laughs) 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 Your answer is clear. I mean, it's different. It's different than both of these, both original Suspiria and this movie by a lot. It's more like attention-filled, like kind of thrillery kind of. Yeah, I was going to watch it. It's not really horror, horror. So I'm going to, I was going to check it out. I haven't watched yeah. I've been watching other non-horror films, so I probably shouldn't talk about them to your audience because I'm sure they just want to hear horror stuff. But I haven't. I, oh no, we talk can, about we talk about shows. yeah. I mean, do you listen to our show? We talk about everything we're watching. No, just, I've been talking about the Great for like two episodes now because I'm kind of obsessed with it right now. It's great. It is. It's 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 correctly uh, called the yep. Great because it is. Yeah, every every episode of that where I'm watching I'm like, "Oh, this is finally the episode where it's like just very good, but there's no moment of brilliance in it. There'll always be a scene somewhere that's like that seems fucking brilliant." Like there's always like one yeah. that's like that's the scene that elevates the entire episode. Yeah. I'm trying to get Carly to watch it, but I think I need to give her a heads up of the episodes that have animal things sure. because there's quite a few animal things. Yeah, <laughs> trying to think about that i watched I mean, i'll tell you what i'll just quickly list i have a little list of things i've seen and if you want to ask if i liked anything feel free to because i don't want to talk about all these but i watched crimes of the future okay. doctor strange fresh x men top gun maverick petit maman everything everywhere uh marina and sundown those are kind of my recent oh. things did you like fresh i don't know why that's the one i care about because a lot of those were more interesting but i i guess i'm thought curious it was mediocre um i all thought right. it was what about crimes? Uh, I went with four people to crimes, and none of us liked it. Um, yeah, I didn't like crimes. Okay. I, I mean, and and I and I do really love old Cronenberg. I went into it just going like, "What new does he have to say?" Um, and for me personally, he had nothing new to say that he hadn't said before. Sure, uh, yeah. fair. I'm glad that we saw Watcher instead because we were like, "Do we see crimes or do we see Watcher?" And I felt like Watcher was gonna be the better. I don't know. I don't know yeah. about you. I feel Amy would not like Crimes of the Future, but I don't know. I think okay, you've... that's fair. I I love Cronenberg though, so yeah. But like, I love. Some. I mean, yeah. The, I love some. I don't love all Cronenberg. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This it's very weird. They yeah. get to the third act and then suddenly what should be the end of the first act happens and the story starts and you're like i've been in it people have walked out by uh, now. <laughs> like legitimately yeah. about five people walked out but they walked out at an hour and a half into the movie <laughs> and i'm like we're nearly done yeah. this is the point where you're like no i've had enough and it wasn't because it was like too <laughs> grotesque there's a couple of shocking shots but it's mostly just um very slow like very slow mm. uh, yeah yeah he does do that sometimes he does um yeah, I mean, it doesn't really, like, necessarily catch my attention. Me. I will yeah. say for me, I'm like, my two favorite films that. of the year are Sundown and Marina, and everyone should watch those if they like seeing something that's pretty much as far away from Hollywood as you can get, which for me is very refreshing right now. But uh, Cool. Sundown's with Tim Roth, and nice. that's English language and pretty easy to get hold of. Marina's just doing festivals right now. It's a Croatian film, but it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. Oh. I love Tim Roth. Nice. I'll check Thank those you. out. Thank you. Carly, how about you? What are you watching over there? 
I don't think I've been watching anything. No. I saw Dirty Dancing for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and what'd you think? I, I thought it was great. Nobody puts baby in the corner. It's true. Nobody you know? does. And Emily Gilmore's in it. So Emily Gilmore is a babe. She's oh, a my super goodness. babe, isn't she? Oh, my God. 10 out of 10. And Newman. You forgot Newman was in it. And you didn't Newman. know Newman was in it. I didn't. Um, I haven't really been watching anything. I'm trying to think. No, I mean, I just we were just like, hanging out a few days ago, yeah. so that's fair. It, we watched The Proposal. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. And I just love Betty White. Betty White's a treasure. A treasure to behold. Should I spin this wheel? Spin that wheel. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I don't know why, but I feel really like excited to spin the wheel right now. I really feel you should have an assistant to spin the wheel for you, but okay. I don't, I mean, I could ask Hank if he wants yeah. to do it. He'd like Aww. a guest to come in and do the, do the duties. Do you want to do it? Me? No. My arms are tied. Oh. <laughs> that's okay. a feeling. Well, then I get, well, then I guess that that's that. I'm going to do it. Uh, do it. Let's spin the. The lore. I've been wanting to watch this one. That's the mermaid one. Yes, it is. Oh, good. Um, So, the lore from 2015 is streaming on HBO Max. Is it really? Amazing. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That film, like we show, we do, we used to do a little festival thing where we'd show ten genre films each year and like invite friends over. And I made bumpers and programs and stuff. And we programmed that one year, and it was most people's favorite film we programmed that year. It's really, yeah, really excited about it. I've only heard great things about it, so I'm stoked. I've been wanting to. It's been on my list for way too long. Okay. What are we pairing that with? Probably something awful. Got to balance it, yeah. Yeah, I got to balance it out. Okay, a movie I've literally never heard of before, Spree. <gasps> Yay! Is that I don't one? know if this is going to be good, but it is <laughs> uh, streaming on Hulu and it's with Joe Keery, uh, a.k.a. Steve from Stranger Things. Oh. And so I'm excited about that. Okay. I've been wanting I'm to see it. Up now. Exciting. That poster is terrifying. Oh, <laughs> it's it's kind of like, oh, I think the premise is he's like an Uber driver that murders people and he like videotapes so it. Sort of oh, God. So it's, I think so. I haven't seen it, but I know that like, I, I think his name is Kurt mm-hmm. in it. Um, and he just wants to go viral. And so I think, like, that's his thing. He, like, does, like, live streams or whatever. But Oh, my gosh. Um, so it's kind of, like, comedy, I feel like, also. But, like, also horror thriller. Um, yeah. But I know that, like, in leading up to the film, um, Joe Keery created, I think it's, like, Kurt's World something, like, on Instagram. And, like... That was like part of the the whole marketing campaign. It's got a scream actor, huh. so be excited. Which one? You want to know, or do you want the fun surprise? Oh, David yeah. Arquette. David Arquette. Oh, and Misha Barton's in no, it. No, but it has Kyle Mooney. Okay, if Kyle Mooney doesn't die in the movie, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> I'm sure he does. That sounds like a fun <laughs> double so- bill. I'm sorry. I just find him very annoying. Um... Oh, and Sashir Zameda. I love her. I hope she doesn't die in the movie. I feel like everyone is just probably going to die. Probably, but she's delightful. 
<laughs> that was David Arquette. <laughs> okay. That's exciting. Okay, so Spree and Lure. The Lure. Only two, only one word um, Wait, what titles did you, What did you allowed. say Spree's on? Hulu. 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 Yeah. You hate streaming movies, don't I do. you? I do. Isn't it? Isn't it like your least favorite thing in the whole world? Mm, I have a lot of least favorite things in the whole world, so we don't have Do time you? that. <laughs> it's one of them. <laughs> I technically stream. I like, I buy, you know, I used to be all physical and now I, because I travel a lot, I have an Apple box and I've got like 3,000 movies on the Apple box and I've got about six friends who I buy Apple boxes for at Christmas time or for birthdays. So then it's really nice when I buy a new movie, it like pops up and everyone gets to watch what I watch it. Wow. Nice. And it's I feel very, very exposed. So like, you know, if you're like researching movies for a podcast thing or something and you're going down a deep dive of like something really shitty or something really weird, you suddenly rack up like four films in there and I get texts from my friends going like, why uh, why have we suddenly got a string of Hills Have Eyes movies or why is there like 90s sex thrillers or something that's just turned up in here? <laughs> <laughs> that's I so mean, funny. why not? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They all, you, you know, they all deserve loving. They get free movies. You so know? They can shut up. Not too. That's how I feel about Spotify. I feel like I have to always show, like, hide what I'm listening to because I don't want people to, to judge me. Yeah. Which I don't really care. And I think just my brother follows me. So it would really just be my brother <laughs> who sees it. But I feel like, you know, if there's anyone that I, I, I don't want to know what I'm... Although he's not very judgmental, but I still would care. I don't, I don't know even why. use Spotify, but That's I'm right now like logging, seeing if I can log into my account just so I can stop following you just to annoy you. So. <laughs> I mean, you can. You're going to get a lot of weirdness. I'm down for it. <laughs> I get in weird moods. Lately, I've been very into pop music, which is very unlike me. Um, I'm not normally a pop music person, but when I'm working, I've been really enjoying listening to like older pop music. What kind of, how, um, how old are we talking? I like, um, I've been like on a Madonna kick for like a year now where like, I love listening to like lucky stars while I'm working. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> and like material girl, you know, like all the classics just for some reason I am very um into spreadsheets when i'm listening to pop madonna <laughs> mm. she's efficient i like it when i know all the words and it's like easy yeah. to listen to and not totally. too complicated so like madonna is just like that sweet spot you know where it's not annoying and even if it's repetitive it's not annoying so like i can just let it go you know I feel a so. year is a long time for a face. When you're it like, is, I don't but do I, it's not consistent. Often, but it's been It's a not year. consistent. It's like, it's like, you know, I'll go through like a week, a Madonna week, you know, like every six months. Oh, okay. Well, the, okay. You know. Well, that's different. That's like twice in a year. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but it's like a week straight, you okay. know. Just nonstop. It was enough. It was enough that at the end of the year, Spotify's like, wow, you really like Madonna. <laughs> And I was I like, know, oh, it really upsets do me when I? You things. Like, here are your 25 most played songs. I'm like, really? I was like, oh, yeah, it's because of that one week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just... <laughs> Before I got sick of it, so and I never listened to it again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. I guess that's all I got. Anything else before we close out? Al, do you want to 
shout anything out that you're working on or want people to check out? Um, I mean, always feel I don't do much on social media these days, but I do photography as Mr. Alwhite on Instagram, and I mostly in Twitter as Mr. Alwhite. I just write things I want to say, and then I save them to my drafts, and I have about four hundred messages in there that I <laughs> desperately want to. I don't tweet. think that's. But it feels like cathartic for me. It's like, oh, I get to say this in the app, but then I don't have the fallout of actually posting it and dealing with all the shit you Uh get for having an opinion. No, they have like notes apps where you can just... For me, it's important to open Twitter and then like write it Mm -hmm. out. So then that part of my brain is acknowledged, you did this where you wanted to do it. But then I just go, and to drafts. What if someone hacks your account and then sends all of them? Then they're going to basically find the entire script to my next movies. (laughs) Oh, really? I just take this stuff I want to say and go, oh, I can just make my character say it. And then people don't blame me as much, which is preferable. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's what I'm currently doing. And when do we get a new movie? I'm working on it. We've got like um, four things yeah. right now that I'm working on. That, uh, but it's, you know, it's right now. It could be like the, the, right now in the movie industry, it's like I have four things that could suddenly be all four of these are actually happening how it looks like they are and then it's too much or it could just be all of them fall apart it's such a like weird time right now in the film industry sure um um, but we are bringing back our podcast so if people want to go and uh subscribe to we are geeks on your favorite blackberry app uh then yeah we are it's been like we've taken on did you just say blackberry app people listen to things most it's for the okay sure Um, (laughs) that sounds right what year is it (laughs) um yeah we are we're bringing it back we're doing some weird stuff and it's me and shannon and then we've got some guests and we're doing things so yes nice enjoy me ranting the two listeners can come over there and continue to hear me ranting have we ever been on your show no we haven't huh uh you have just not not on released episodes Mm. (laughs) 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 and that is true you see those that in will your never be heard. as well. Do you, know what, like, do you know what the truth? So we recorded a five-hour <laughs> podcast, basically, and Amy was on a bunch of it. Um, and then stuff happened with Justin Law and one other person's audio. And I recorded that in three different ways. But we had about how many people? There's like ten at one point, and then it gradually dropped off through the show as people got tired. <laughs> um, oh yeah. yeah, you guys did that yeah, last year, right? One. Not doing that again. It went wrong. It broke my heart. I had a breakdown and cried. Because uh, I was sad we couldn't release that episode because of that. But I was wondering what happened to that episode. Yeah. And speaking, you didn't even tell me. You just no. Never it's just best not to talk about things it. when they go wrong. I feel you know, just lock it up <laughs> inside in a little box. Oh, was it like the house Sue episode we did? I was so proud of we that did episode. That one together, yep, yep. That was <sighs> not my fault. That was who was that? <laughs> Whose fault was that? <laughs> we don't. We, we don't, don't blame anybody. It is an <laughs> yeah. accident. Um. We blame electronics. Yes. And technically, Mercury was in retrograde. Technically, the law, Carly and I have for like 10 years meant to be doing a Godzilla podcast, but we haven't done that yet. So, I'm glad I'm not included in that. Make me watch that shit. <laughs> I'm still excited for it. I'm just it kidding. I'm way. just kidding. I know people love it. It's just not my thing. All right. All right. I'm going to close out. Al, thank you for joining us as always. Um, and join us next week, everybody, when we discuss the lore, or just lore, rather, and Spree. Uh, Until then, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly.